0: Albert Powell rose from my client's chair, handed me a check, and shook my hand. "'Thank you, Mr. Cooper,' he said. "'You did a splendid job, very thorough. I appreciate all your help, and I hope this will cover all I owe you.' I looked at the check. My services for the past few weeks totaled just over $400 and some change. The check was for 500 I looked back up at Powell and smiled. "'This is most generous, Mr. Powell. Thank you very much.' If I can ever be of service to you in the future, be sure and give me a call. I hope I won't need to hire a private investigator again, Mr. Cooper. But if I do, it's good to know you're here. Any time, I said, showing him to the door. His footsteps faded down the hall as I returned to my desk and made out a deposit slip for the amount of the check. I slipped my jacket on over the thirty-eight in my shoulder holster and pulled a back in 10 minutes sign out of my desk drawer. My bank was less than two blocks away, and I would still have time to deposit it in my account if I left right away. I hung the sign on the outer door and locked up. It was Saturday, and the bank was open till noon. I still had twelve minutes, and that left me plenty of time to get there and complete my transaction. Normally I'd walk the two blocks, but I wanted to make sure I'd get there with time to spare, so I took my old's. I found a parking spot a few doors south of the bank and hurried to the front door. There were four windows, each with a person waiting for the teller to help them. I decided the closest window would move as fast as any of them and took my place behind a man in a dark suit. Even though the line I was in was only two people long, me being one of the people, it didn't seem to be moving at all, and I was getting nervous. It just wouldn't do to have my own check bounce if I didn't get this check into my account immediately. The clock on the wall said 11.56 as I folded and unfolded my deposit slip and the check. I hoped the guy in line ahead of me wasn't taking care of any mortgage business or refinancing his car. The clock ticked away, and in a moment the two hands came together at the top of the clock. It bonged that majestic Westminster sound twelve times before it fell silent. The guy ahead of me stood motionless as the teller hurried about her duties. I tapped him on the shoulder just as the teller shoved a bag toward him. "'Pardon me, but are you going to be much longer?' I asked. He turned toward me slowly, and that's when I saw the gun. It was a snub-nosed forty four with a silencer attached to the end of the barrel. I instinctively threw my hands up and backed away, not eager for a confrontation. Easy there, I said, trying to sound calm. I don't want any trouble. Just take your bag and go. I knew it would be easier and safer for the other customers if he just walked out and I let the police deal with him on the outside. Inside the bank there was just too much of a chance that someone could get hurt, and I damn sure didn't want that someone to be me. A woman at the next window finished her business with the teller and turned toward me. When she saw the gunman and the gun... She screamed, and the rest of the customers immediately turned toward us. The man with the gun panicked and quickly stepped back, waving the gun in the air. Everybody down on the floor, now! He waved the gun again and pointed with it to the floor. Everyone, including me, quickly lay down on the floor and spread their arms out in front of them. Everyone, that is, except the lady who'd screamed. She just kept screaming. The gunman hurried over to her and grabbed her by the coat collar and threw her to the floor. She hit the floor with a thud as the air rushed out of her lungs. "'Shut up!' he screamed, pointing the gun at the woman. She cried hysterically and tried to get up, but the gunman laid the barrel of his gun across her head, and she flopped down on her face and lay still. The gunman turned to the rest of us. "'Anybody else got any cute ideas?' he said. Now just all of you keep your mouth shut and keep laying there until I'm gone, and no one else will get hurt. He backed away from us and eased his way toward the side door. He'd almost made it to the door when another door on the other side of the room opened. I could see bathroom fixtures inside as the man emerged from it. He wore the uniform of a bank guard, and when he saw the gunman, he quickly reached for his sidearm. The gunman squeezed off two rounds in rapid succession. The shot sounded with a slight thud as each one found its mark in the guard's chest. He dropped over on the floor and was most likely dead before he stopped falling. His gun never cleared leather.